0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday version of the show. Hopefully you're doing all right to this morning. Hopefully you have your nice uh, hot beverage. I'm doing coffee today. Welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host, Wayne. I'm not a therapist. I am an individual. Much like you, who, after many years of going through this, developed some... Uh, systems that I use to get my life back break the cycle of emotional abuse and strengthen the relationship with my kids and I share that with you to help you hopefully do the same remember that only a licensed professional can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder so be careful throwing around medical terms because that can get you in trouble you want to support what's going on here? You can do that by first subscribing and ringing the bell notification. And second, you can become a channel member. And when you do that, you get special badges, custom emojis, names listed in the credits, member only events, and access to the, the uh, member section of the DSD Discord server. You want to get a text notification when the show goes live? You can text DSD Live to 844 598 0012. 844-598-0012. And speaking of phone numbers, if you want to dial into today, into today's show, man, that was a tongue twister for me this morning. You can do that by dialing 1424-373-5483-1424-DSD Live. And if you're outside of the United States and you want to participate, scroll down into the descriptions and there is a link to use a web interface to be able to call into the show. And on that Oh man, hey, I went through that quick today. I love this song. Kind of helps get me going this in the morning. Anyways, I guess I'll go ahead and bring that down. Hopefully you guys are doing okay today. I uh I had an interesting experience yesterday, and it reminded me of, I, okay, I, I'm, I'm curi- I'm, not curious. I am, I guess, a little worried how I'm going to say this because, I just want to, uh, I'm not sure. It, it's one of those things where, I've had really good luck, even when bad things had happened. It's like they happen in the best way possible. For instance, you guys know a few months during the summer, my youngest and I went on a a little road trip, camping trip, which I still am editing part of the video on that. It just gets uh, it's hard to find the time to do that because you got to kind of focus whenever you're doing that. But anyways, that's not the point. The point is, is that we drove all over all over the place. We were in the middle of nowhere most of the time we didn't have any cell phone coverage though I do have this little satellite gizmo thing that that lets me text and do an SOS if there's a real big emergency and uh you know I'm I'm driving around in my old truck uh, it's a 2006 GMC Sierra 1500 two wheel drive been a been a good truck i think it's got a little over 200,000 miles on it and you know you might be thinking there going hey that's uh you know Not the greatest idea, Uh, you know, but that's all I have, right? I mean, so I I can only do, I can only do what I can do, but that isn't the, that isn't the point of this particular story. The other day uh, I go to use my truck and I normally keep like a little battery tender on it and it's the battery's dead and I jump it and put the, you know, put the battery maintainer on it. And the other day I'm like, you know, I need to move the truck and it's deader than a door now. And, uh, so I'm like, all right, you know, probably the battery's dead. So I pull it out. (laughs) As I pull it out, I look at the little sticker on it and it says, you know, nine slash 16. I think that's what it said. So anyways, bottom line is the battery sticker on it was from 2016. So four years. And I'm like, Oh crap. (laughs) And I'm thinking, thank God it died in my garage as opposed to uh, on the other side of some mountain without coverage, with no pavement that, uh, I mean, technically if, if something would have went wrong, I could have, uh, I, I could have used the satellite thing to text Debbie to say, call, call AAA, you know, or something. I don't know, but it, uh, wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, could have been a lot worse. Now, the point of this particular story, other than the entertainment value, is I could look at. I mean, it's it's all about perspective. Now, now, okay, timing wise, well, timing wise, it was the best time possible, right? Because in my garage, right next to my other car, my little Jetta, uh, you know, in town, <laughs> you know, people around is a lot better than, uh, than, you know, four hours away on the other side of a mountain that, uh, you know, you're just kind of stuck at. You know, the reality is, who knows, maybe in that situation, even if it would have happened, maybe there would have been somebody, you know, ha- you know, some happenstance, somebody four-wheel drives by, or, or I don't have a four-wheel drive, but, you know, drives by and has a jumper and can get me going, and, and I could have got back down the hill. But it's all about perspective, right? I could have easily got irritated and angry. I was actually relieved is what I was, but because of the timing, it's like, oh, crap, seriously, you know, right around Chris, you know, not around Christmas, but I mean, right around whenever you're, you know, getting ready to do Thanksgiving, you know, the, the old anyways, I could have easily got irritated, had it ruined my day. And I just you know I'm like, yeah, whatever. I was very grateful that it happened where it did. and I was like, okay, you know, all right, well, I just uh I can either wait and not do anything and, and you know wait a, wait a month or two until I'm in a better position to uh, replace the old battery. But I found a couple of coupons and and I had some points points, you know, Added up at the AutoZone, so I was able to save a few bucks off of it. Should have asked him for a discount. I forgot to do that. <laughs> but bottom line is, you know, everything that we go through really, really revolves around our perspective and how we look at it. And 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 I'm not trying to, to downplay anything that anyone's going through or anything like that because I, I understand that... These situations are so, dan- our situations, for the reason why you're typically at this channel, is so complicated, so stressful, so emotionally, financially, spiritually, in some ways, just just destructive. And it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'll give you another example of this. And again, I'm a little cautious on this because if you don't it, it, maybe this doesn't make sense and and as i finish this last story i'd like to know if you guys if this if this makes sense if this seems if this seems like i'm off my rocker but i also look at the situation with my with my divorce and the destruction of my marriage and i'm grateful for two things on it i'm grateful that it didn't happen when the kids were super young although i will say there've been a lot of people even some people in california some guys in california who have had really young kids and have been able to get 50, 50 custody. So, you know, maybe, maybe that would have been okay. But, you know, a lot of times there are a lot of ways I look at that. It's like, well, all my kids were in school. It made it a lot easier to say, Hey, they're in school, you know, after program, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think that, I mean, that, that obviously helped me in the, uh, the custody thing. And on the flip side, I didn't realize this and I haven't said this in a while, but, um, If you have been married a long time, like I have been, uh, we got divorced at uh, either the 21-year mark or the 22-year mark. Had all the kids been 18, all the money that I was paying in child support more than likely would have got rolled into spousal support. So I would have had this huge number, like the number that I was paying nine years ago when this started would have been paying that for the rest of my life, which would have been financial. I mean, that would have been, I don't know if I would have been able to recover from that. That would have been really tough because it would have been enough money that there would be, I mean, hell, there's no incentive for the ex to get married now. And if the number was, or, you know, a nice retirement plan that's guaranteed for the rest of your life, uh, for her, not for me, then, uh, I don't know. So again, I, you know, I look at it, it's like, okay, so that situation happened at the best time and the situation happened to, to get me out of that situation, that, that destructive, toxic marriage and, uh, gave me the opportunity to get my life back, you know, find my peace and not to be living in constant chaos, now again, I, I'm, I guess, aware of a lot of people who are back where I was at nine years ago, and I'm, you know, a little reluctant, maybe reluctant's not the right word, but a little hesitant to, or uh, cautious, I guess. I'm cautious on this topic because I, I don't want it to seem so far off that it's not uh, relatable, but basically what I'm trying to say is, is that there is a high probability that once you work through currently what you're working through, it's going to lead you probably to the best time in your life. And as I'm saying that, I, I, I can remember thinking that there was no way that that would be possible, that I would be lucky just to scrape by and try to salvage any part of my life so that it you know that's what I was thinking way back when and I'm here to tell you you know it does get better you know stick with it it isn't easy I'm not trying to downplay it and say you know oh everything's going to go great you know, things are going to be perfect with your kids. You're never going to have a problem with them. You're, you know, your ex is never going to sucker punch you. Now, all those things probably are going to happen. But it's like you grow away from it. You grow out of being in that bubble of their influence, their control. And you move past it. And it's it's really hard to describe because it's like you get it you understand it when you wake up one day and it all makes sense and then, and before that day it's it's like you can't make sense of it you can't explain it you're constantly ruminating about what's going on and you get stuck in this infinite do loop where you're just going you know just just in circles you know it's like why 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 did this happen why you know why does it have to be this way you know what i mean and it's it, it, and you get caught up in in the details that you have zero control over you have no ability to to change the other person no matter how hard you try no how no matter how much you try no matter the emails you send the texts you send the 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 dialogue you have with your ex when you talk to other people in her her sphere of influence when i say her i mean they and their sphere of influence hoping that somebody somebody can break through that thick skull and have an aha moment where they decide are are they not decide where they they, they open up and they go holy crap this is so stupid why am I doing this? I've all I'm doing is making everything worse for everybody, but that isn't going to happen. And then when you get to that point point, you realize, okay, you know what? I got this boat anchor. I can't get rid of it. What do I do about it? And that's when you start to make big strides. That's whenever you start to say, okay, fine. You know, I got this boat anchor around my, around my neck. I'll add a hook so that it's not pulling me down. And then I'll put that on the side of my boat. And then I'll start building up from there. And then you kind of work around it. But it's hard to get to that point because I'm sure some people, as I even said that, it's like, why should I have to work around it? I shouldn't have to do that. They should be held accountable. They should be punished. They should be, you know, they should have to feel the pain that I have felt. They should have to suffer a little bit or a lot depending on how you look at it the reality is they're not happy people they may pretend like it they may they may be love bombing someone else they may be posting on social media that that they found their soulmate or life is so much better now that they're not with a monster or whatever whatever however it is they're saying it but the reality is, is they are trapped in that mindset And they don't ever seem to change. You, my friend, get to break free from this. You know, get farther and farther away. And at some point, that chain on that anchor rusts away and breaks away and just drifts in into the abyss. And that's my rant for today. All right, I'm going to look to see if you guys think I've lost my mind. And uh, let's see. Aw, oh, I just saw this. Miami Babes has stopped my pre-recorded Audible just for you guys. Y'all special. <laughs> well, thanks. I like that. That was pretty funny. I like that. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Moderator Debbie does not appear to have any comments flagged or tagged. Or I could be looking in the wrong place because we were going to talk about doing something different. Uh, KRE8 says, DSD, they aren't happy. That is why they take it out on us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, when I, when uh, Chris was on the other day, she was talking about, Chris Godinez was talking about how, you know, they'll destroy things, events, just because they they, they get so frustrated that other people can uh can feel and feel that joy one thing i need to say about that though or one thing i just want to add from a broad perspective these people all follow the same same playbook be careful looking at everyone going oh okay well they say that you know they hate special events like for instance mine loved christmas and I could look at that and I did, I struggled with this before. It's like, well, you know, I mean, a a narcissistic person follows these traits, but you know, that one, that one doesn't, that one doesn't match. And it did match on other things, right? I mean, birthdays, anniversaries, New Year's, you know, I mean, every hell even, and, and to be perfectly honest, there were some aspects of Christmas that, that were kind of frustrating as well. But she could at least put on the the happy the happy face, so to speak. and uh so don't take everything black and white, right? When you look at things, look at how you felt in the situation and whether you really felt like it was genuine uh, and and they really cared. And I just say that because it's really tough. That's the reason why the, uh, let me just pull this up. The absolute thinking video is, uh, is so important. This one right here from my mindset for narcissistic abuse recovery. I was talking about the other day, because until you finally convince yourself that you're dealing with somebody that's at the bare minimum, if you're somebody who doesn't like labels, let's say you don't, you know, I don't like labels. I don't like it when everyone calls everyone a narcissist or NPD or whatever. Which I you know at the beginning of the show I always talk about how that you got to be careful of that. You have to decide and accept that at the very least that that person is toxic for you, is not healthy for you, and that you have to you have to approach it in that way, because if you don't, you're going to be constantly driving yourself crazy trying to figure out what. Uh, um, Oh, I do see it. It's right about, that's, okay, she did, com- <laughs> I just saw Moderator Debbie's comment saying, you're looking in the wrong place. And I'm like, no, I look right here. I said, I said, think so. There's nothing there, except I look up and then there it is. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. That is, that's funny. See, that's us trying new, new things. Let me see if I can find, uh, she didn't put who that person was. so I'm just trying to see if I can find the text of it. Um, because I want to highlight it and it appears, it appears as though I may not. Well, I'll just have to read it. Okay. The person, which I don't know who it was, says court may appoint a guardian ad litem evaluator job to investigate both households to recommend to the court, a residential plan in the child's best interest. I haven't, oh no, that's what that was. That isn't a comment. Oh no, wait a minute. That's what the terms are. Huh? So I don't know where it is. Well, I guess Moderator Debbie pasted back in the text thing because I have that up. And uh, I'm not sure what what note we're using. So, darn the luck. I thought we had all of it figured out. That was my failure. I know. John says, DSD, you need to work on that coffee. I do. (laughs) No wonder I couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. It was, a, it was a note, I think, that I wrote what the, what the different terms were. Anyways, or maybe no, maybe. Anyways, I don't know. That's funny. All right. So now I have to look around. Uh, I, I Bummer. Man. Okay, so oh, all right. So John says, great analogy, Dwayne. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, Alone Paranira says, keeping a level head is key. They're trapped in their own mindset. Uh, hats off to that line. Uh, Itumbler says, I knew I couldn't be the man father I needed to be for my daughter by staying with my ex. Everyone needs to have self-respect and not tolerate the level of disrespect we put up with. Um, yeah, you know, that right there, what Itumbler's just said is so critical. Uh, because I was talking to someone the other day, and they they they're stuck in this infinite do loop, basically staying with the ex. It's like they see it's toxic, but you know you hold on to that that uh that uh, I'm trying to think, you hold on to that illusion, and. You want it so bad that you don't think about the collateral damage that we're creating. In my opinion, whenever we 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 stay in those situations, we're demonstrating to our children—if you have children—that this is normal behavior. This is acceptable. This is what you put up with. You're you're patterning behavior for them, which unfortunately is really leading them more than likely to repeat the same thing, to go down the same path, to have the same experience. I'll tell you, I don't want my kids to have that. I don't want them to get with somebody who whittles, whittles them down or hell. I don't want them to, to, to think that that's the appropriate way to treat people because if they do, I mean, it's just like, I don't, I mean, at the end of the day, do I want any of my kids to take on my role in the marriage or their mom's role? Absolutely not. I think all of us want our kids to have a better experience and not have to. I mean, go learn something different. <laughs> you know, have a happy, have a happier life with better people, better quality people. So. Will says, uh, "With what you said before about things getting better, wouldn't it also be true to say that this will also lead the narc to the best times of their lives?" No, I don't agree with that because they're they're stuck. Okay, let me clarify that. It's easy to look at that, and I felt I fell into this this mode myself because at the beginning part of it. The ex didn't have to hit a lick, was completely living off me, was getting a ton of money, you know, was basically nothing changed for her. I mean, I and part of that problem, part of the problem, let's see, how am I trying to say it? How, part of the reality is, is I thought when I realized that everything was an illusion, I'm like, great, you know, finally, you know, I've spent 20 years taking care of this person, I'm not gonna have to do that anymore. She's gonna have to get out there and live in the real world and deal with office politics and uh you know trying to figure out how to make ends meet and and stuff and uh the California family court system had a different idea. <laughs> they were like i think uh I think we should make you pay enough to where you know, it would be stupid for her to go back to work because she'd lose so much money that it would be not not in her best interest. And I think you should just have to sit with that and suck that up until you let that go. And the reality is, is that's pretty much exactly what happened. When I finally got to the point where I'm like, yeah, whatever. She finally had to get a job, and uh, but now, I mean, realistically, talking about perspective. The reality is, I think, I haven't really crunched the numbers, but I'm pretty sure with what I'm still paying her and what she's getting from her, her now, her job, it's probably back to that original number. So, in effect, I, my gut feeling is, is I think she has more take-home pay than I have right now. I think. I could be wrong. And that could, that could, or would, or in the past really would have made me angry. And I'm at the point now where it's like, I just don't, it's not that I don't care, right? Is it annoying? Absolutely. Would it have helped yesterday if I would have had all that money that I'm still paying her? And I didn't have all the bills as a result of, of, uh, you know, this last nine year experience and the four year experience of the YouTube channel, but that's a different story. Yeah, it would have been great. I mean, it would have been like, you know, do you take cash for, you know, for, uh, for, um, for that. But I mean, it's like at some point you have to look at it and say, okay, well I could, I could, I could still be sitting here right now, just ruminating and angry at the ex and just PO'd about everything. I could be just like, how can I get enough money to go back to try to take her to court to to lower alimony and lower child support and be completely fixated and focused on that? That does nothing for me. That does nothing for the kids. It just is going to make, it's just going to, it would keep me connected and it would make me angry and bitter. And all the things that I, I constantly talk about, about how, I am okay with the ex thinking that, you know, I'm, I'm angry and bitter and broken. I don't care if she thinks that, but I don't want to be that. Let's see. All right, let's see. Uh, Oh, let me try to find this one. I like this. Oh, cool. Uh, SM Fernandez says, uh, when you focus on trying to destroy someone else, you end up blindly destroying yourself. I so agree with that. So narcs will keep doing it till they destruct out at last. will never relax into finding real or into finding happiness. That's the key. Back to, to Will with what you were talking about. I think it was Will. Don't get sucked into. OK, and that goes into let me go back over to this. That's the reason why black hole thinking, let's see, can I get this to show up? This black hole thinking video is really critically important because it, um, it kind of addresses that, right? You got to stop looking at what's going on with the ex, what they're doing, what they're getting away with. Oh my God, they're having a better life. They went on vacation. You know, they got to go to a movie, you know, they did whatever. It doesn't matter. Focus on rebuilding your own life. Focus on getting yourself back on track. Do not spend your time comparing yourself to the ex and what they're getting away with. I don't care, even if it's like if you're sitting there going, you know, I, I only get one weekend a month, you know, and they have the rest of the time with the kids and focusing on that, it does nothing for you. Try to focus on how to make the best of your situation. And the time that you have like if you have kids, the time that you do have with your kids. Because anything else is self-destructive and isn't isn't gonna help you. It's not gonna help you guys. You know, the, the key is you you have to get to a point where you purge them out of your freaking mind. That they don't occupy a space in your mind and your heart anymore. And it is it is hard to, to do that. I struggled with that. Even when I didn't think I was struggling with that, I was struggling with that. There was a couple of incidences early on when I was dating Debbie that I didn't realize the connection I still had to the ex. And... It takes time to process that. It takes time to get to the point to where you can let it go. Again, it goes back to what I was discussing earlier. Where one day all of this stuff clicks. It's almost like if you're a person who struggled with math. And when I was younger, I did. And then I finally, I actually like math for the most part now. But it's like if you've had a problem like that where it just doesn't make sense and someone can sit there and try to explain it to you and you're like, I don't understand it. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. This is confusing. And it, and then like one day, everything clicks and it's like, oh, I get it now. You know, I mean, you, and you can sit there and be like, oh, man, I'm so angry that it took me nine years to figure out how to do math. But... uh it's like the same thing. At some point all of this starts to make sense and you're like, "Oh, okay. All right." And it's tough. It is tough to let go of that. It's tough to to let go of wanting the justice that you want to see, that I want to see. Hell, I wanted to see I wanted to see the ex completely exposed. The entire support group or out of the way, the family court system to say, "Hey, this is wrong. You need to start, you know, stepping up to the plate." Every time she would violate or play a stupid game, to be held critically accountable for it, but none of that stuff ever happened. So it never manifests itself in the way that I initially expected or wanted. But here's the thing. And maybe this is the reason why I wanted to discuss the 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 incident yesterday. You know, where I where I was talking about how things just kind of happen but they if even if a bad thing happens it happens in the best possible way. That is not the case for the ex. It's like everything always is breaking. It's like this negative energy. I mean, when I was with her it's like everything that could go wrong would go wrong. You know, I mean, it I, okay, for the, for the holidays, I just, from example, I can, and I know I've mentioned this before, but she wanted a brand new table. So i we, she let, I'm like, she ordered this really nice table, had it shipped actually a really nice table, to be honest. Kind of wish I would have taken that, <laughs> but, uh, it showed up like right before the holidays, right before Thanksgiving, you know, I don't know how many years ago, you know, maybe 15 years ago. And, uh, they had dropped it. So when they when they unboxed it, the top was just, it wasn't destroyed because it was a pretty heavy duty table, but there was one section that was just basically, basically they had to send out another tabletop. And, uh, you know, so we had that first Thanksgiving and we had to, with that, and we had to like, you know, put tape around it to kind of hold it together and the rest of it was still usable. So, I mean, but that type of thing. And then it's like she always wanted a new stove. So I got her the I got her the new stove. And uh, right again on Thanksgiving, the damn control module burn out. And it's like, hey, you want to make a turkey? I think it was Thanksgiving. Yep, nope. Oven's dead. You know. God, I mean, it's just like it's it was just amazing how everything we did, there was this cloud of of just if everything could go anything could go wrong it would go wrong the crazy part about it is is i was convinced it was me i was like oh my god i'm so i'm the one who must be drawing this to us I tell you when i got out of it got out of the relationship that that stuff doesn't follow me anymore not that nothing bad ever happens but not to the level that it did with when i was with her and from what, I've, what I hear through the kids, because obviously she doesn't tell me anything, it's still, th- that's still going on. And a little gift with purchase. I've also heard that she's hating going to, going to work and having to deal with the job thing. So, um, I mean, I get it, the funny part is, is like that's, that's happened. And now it's like, I don't even care because it's like, I don't even want to really. I mean, okay, I laugh at it. So it's like gift with purchase. But uh, it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, there was a period of time where I would have been like, yes, you know, yeah. You know, but I'm just like, whatever, you know, live your life, live your train wreck of a life. Will, getting back to what you're talking about, they're not having, you know, these people are not capable of having genuine love, genuine uh, friendships. It's all based in this fear, and this. And this uncertainty and manipulation. So it's not legitimate. You know, you can't just sit. It's like us. Like, we're, like how many is it? What are we? Eight, like the 84 of us right now sitting around, you know, at the coffee shop, having a nice conversation with some friends. We all genuinely care about each other. You know, hopefully we feel peace. We feel, I mean, I know we definitely feel empathy for everybody, for our, for our friends here today. They don't have that. They don't have it from a genuine level. They're sitting there. If they were in this environment, it's like, well, how do I say the right thing? You know, how, how do I get these people to like me? You know, what witty thing should I say? How, you know, should I, should I play the victim today? Should I not play the victim today? I mean, it's like that. They are stuck in that nightmare. We get to walk out the door and leave it behind us. So anyways, let me see what moderator Debbie has posted Uh, posted for me to look at. Shane had said, uh, usually narcs find someone right away or replace you before they are, quote, on their own. Why do you think your ex didn't do that? Uh, My ex never did and could never be alone. She's not strong enough. In my situation, it's because I left. So what happened is we were in this pattern this toxic pattern of behavior, I finally was like, I can't live like this anymore. I pushed the marriage counseling thing. And, uh, whenever it became crystal clear that it wasn't going anywhere, I'm like, well, the conversations keep kept degrading to the point where it's like, okay, for me to believe what you're saying, this is what I basically told her. She, she, cause she's like, well, you know, do you don't, I'm not going to go into the details, but, but, but bottom line, it was one of those comments that it's like, it's like okay, if I believe what you're saying, then that means the pat, you know, since since you changed your behavior towards me, you know, 20 years ago, then I have to surmise that that means you really didn't give a crap about me, you know, 6 months after the marriage and I was just an idiot to stay in this relationship. That's where I got mindset wise And uh I finally, it was the the last part of the thing for me is I had asked a question. And actually, my therapist had even said, It's like, look, you need to ask her if she's willing to work on the marriage. And any answer other than yes is no, and you need to leave, right? And then it's a divorce. And I finally got the courage to ask that question, and I'm like, hey, are we gonna work on the marriage? And the answer was You know, you don't get to ask that question. You don't do that. You know, the answer, bottom line is the answer wasn't yes. And I'm like, I'm done. I spent two decades trying to figure out how to make this person happy, how to build a life with this person. And effectively, it's a lie. Okay. So, to, 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 I think it was Shane, to, to get to your point, I left. I said, okay, I'm done. I filed for divorce. So I didn't give her the chance or the opportunity to replace me are to do something different. And the reality is, is that we had had this sick pattern where we, not to the level of that, but, but that things would go South. She would do the normal shaming tactics, whatever I would, you know, I would basically apologize, come back. I'd do the, the, you know, the appropriate beta male thing. And, uh, she was looking to hit the reset button to get it back to that. And I was so irritated at that point that I said, no, Now, the second part of it, why do I think that she hasn't had someone else? Because she's getting so much effing money from me. She doesn't need to. And the flip side to it is that she hasn't been able to find anybody. I'm not trying to try to say this as an ego thing, but she hasn't been able to find anybody better than me. So it's not like some doctor rolled around and said, oh, pumpkin, you poor thing. I can't believe you wasted 20 years of your life with such a horrible guy here. Let me give you a BMW and a million dollar house and you, you don't have to work and you don't have to worry your pretty little head. That isn't what happened. So she's been really secretive of whoever she's dating. The sad reality is, is the person that she did ultimately date was, was I was actually, I, you know, I, I, to be honest, I don't think she wanted the kids. I don't think she wanted me to know, but at that point, I think the kids were tired of playing that game. So they shared some of that information and the guy was a weird dude. So, and like 20 years younger than her, but, um, you know, I mean, I, so I think that's part of it. I think part of it is, is that, uh, for her to have a relationship and try to shove it in my face is potentially going to cost her money. So I, that's, that's what I think's going on there. That was a long way to say, to answer your question, Shane, but hopefully that covered it. John, let me see if I can pull up John's comment. Oh, the phone. uh, As far as I know, the phone lines are open. If anyone tried to call in and it didn't work for some reason, and my system's locked up, Just post in the comments that so I can figure that one out. Uh, All right. Where is it at? I'm trying to find. uh, um, All right. Well, I'll just read it from what Debbie had sent over. So John had said, Dwayne, you can always file for a modification. Might not be a bad idea if they were making a lot less when the support was calculated. How many more years? Yeah. And that's actually my plan. I'm not going to do it for child support because what I've noticed is, anytime I hint around that, the 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 um, the pain it causes the kids is not what I expected. I I tried something or I hinted about something earlier, and uh, it nearly basically it turned into a wedge issue. Not not the money, but just it's like the ex was completely ignoring the youngest, and then as soon as I said something like that it got worse. So, I uh, it's one of those things where yeah, I think when I hit the 10 um I think after after what I this is my well, this is my plan. Don't tell anybody. Let's just keep this between between all the uh, the 90 people watching the live stream right now. <laughs> so my plan is basically this. I'll get through the next 3 years My oldest will finish high school and, you know, drop off family support around the same around that same time. My car that I've had that I've had to refinance. So I'll have a car that I've been paying on for nine years. I think by that time will be paid off finally. So basically it'll probably be the payments equivalent of a Maserati, but in a Volkswagen Jetta, (laughs) I I digress. That's funny. Uh, Bottom line is I'll have that paid off. I'll have uh, two consolidations, well one consolidation loan paid off. Another one will be paid off a few months after that, and then I still have probably another oh god I don't know twenty grand or so in more debt that hopefully I'll have paid off by then. But uh, right now I'm just doing the minimums just to keep keep afloat. That'll give me some extra money to where I can pay stuff down, and then I'll have the resources to try to go back to court. So my idea back then would be to then go back and try to reduce the uh, alimony. And if I'm lucky, somebody will marry her off and I won't have to deal with it. I think the likely, uh, the, the likelihood of that happening is pretty low though, unfortunately. But um, that is my plan. I'm just not doing it now because I don't really have, uh, everything is super tight right now. Uh, the, when they raised my rent a couple of years ago, the buffer I thought I was going to have to really um, make some headway on a lot of this, got, a, got erased. Basically, my rent went up almost to the, to the level of what the na- when uh, my middle child fell off. So the, the sad part is, is when I was, I was looking forward to that day because the number was a decent, you know, the number wasn't a bad number. I'm like, oh, thank God I'm going to get this. And it was like, poof, it went away. And I was like, oh, crap. So that part's been kind of depressing. So now I'm just kind of in a, in a holding pattern. Let's see. So I tumbler's had asked us: Have you have you seen anything really backfire on her since starting the divorce? Like any karma? Oh yes. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, not to the level I would have liked to have seen. But yeah, I am so grateful I'm not her and that I'm not still with her. So here's the thing, guys. These people pull negative crap to them. They pull negative people to them. They pull negative experiences. Yeah, no, a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of stuff backfire like, again, not to the level I would have liked. Right. I mean, I would have liked to have liked to it to have been crushing I would have liked it to have been to the point <clears throat> where it just stopped some of the stupidness, but no. So iTumbler is also, or this is also something that uh, Moderator Debbie posted for me. He says, when my ex was threatening to take our child away, I asked, quote, uh, you do know it's important for our daughter to have her dad, right? She just gave me a blank stare like a robot. Oh my God, the narcissistic stare. You saw the narcissistic stare, I tumbler's. I think that was one of the, now that wasn't the first time I saw it, but I remember having a similar conversation with mine where, you know, our entire life, she was always complaining about the relationship, our entire marriage, she was complaining about the relationship with her, with her father and how she didn't get to see him that much, how she wished that uh, he was there more, um, that she only got to see him, you know, once a month or, or whatever and hated it. And then, whenever we were talking about divorce, she's like, "Well, I am gonna take the kids and I am gonna move, uh, you know, move out of state." And I am like, "Hey, why would you do that? You know, you've told me multiple times how much you regret not having your father in your life." Oh, yeah, it's okay. I was okay. I turned out okay. They'll turn out okay. It's no big deal. I am like, what? <laughs> They can morph into whatever they need to in the moment that they need to. And, uh, it's just the reality of it because it's all about them. They don't care about the kids. I tumblers, you know, and the blank stare is like, how dare you question me? And let me ask you, Hey, I I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to see it. Tums, but if you could, uh, did it, did it did the look appear as though if she could shoot laser beams out of her eyes she she would be doing it? That's typically what I call the narcissistic stare. So it could be different. All right. Anyways, all right. I'm gonna scroll down through the comments. Oh, see now I see I comment where, where I could have highlighted it, but no. Oh, this is, I know this goes back to what I was saying, but DC said, uh, if they were going to coffee with us, they'd be thinking, quote, should I put sugar in my coffee? Will they think I'm not con- uh, concerned about my weight? If I take sugar, do I, do they think I'm fat? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the craziness that they are stuck in, right? I mean, that's their life is they're, 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 they're basically broken people, right? I mean, that's the reason why going back to what Chris Godinas was talking about last week, <clears throat> they're trying to maintain an illusion. They just can't relax and enjoy life. It's actually funny because my, my ex used to get on me. I used to really do the photography thing. So whenever we had a kid event or something like that, I'd take pictures and stuff, and I wanted to capture all that. And she would get so irritated at me. It's Like, why can't you just enjoy the moment? <laughs> and uh, And part of it was just because it was something I like to do. So it just had to, you know, had to break it down. So Brandon, let me see if I can find this, Let's see if I can post it on the screen. Where, oh, where is it? Holy cow. I guess there's more comments than I thought. So Brandon says, Uh, did your kids mom ever say to you that she gets the kids or kids using the, uh, using the saying, because I am the one who pushed them out of the Um, my ex says that my ex used that more than once, not, not to that level, but they were her kids, my kids. I'll decide when you get to see my kids, I'm taking my kids, you know, out back home, you know, it's it's bad for for you know it, you or the kids my kids being around you is killing them. Now I used to be that used to be a pet peeve. I'm like, hey, look, they're not your kids, they're our kids. You know, they're not your personal possessions. You know, so uh, so anybody, I tell you what, anybody out there uh, who has primary, like if you if you're the stay at home parent, because I know we have some stay at home dads out there too just don't ever say my, if you're talking about it, say our kids. Now, if it, if it's in a situation where you're talk, like, if we're talking and you're talking to me, you could say your kid, you know, my kid, because it is your, you know, and that's just like, if I was talking about my kids, if I'm saying, Hey, I'm going to take my daughter camping to you guys, that would make sense. But to say it to the, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things where, and the reason I say that is if you start ending up in court and you're coming across like, like, uh, you know, you consider them your personal possessions, that could hurt your credibility. Let it, let it hurt their credibility. So. Alex says, uh, same thing with the photography. And my kids adapted, sorry, I couldn't help myself after I went off that rant with my kids and my kids adapted that as well. My oldest always gets irritated when I take photos of him. Oh my gosh, that's a good, that reminds me. I remember, you know, I used to, uh, last few years of the marriage, I, I started learning to play guitar. Then I never really got that good at it. But, uh, um, the ex would constantly yell at me about, she even did it to her brother, but she would yell at me, you know, turn that down. You know, I, I don't want to listen to that. I don't like that type of music, you know? And uh, her brother, who's a pretty good guitar player, had come over, had fallen out once and uh, was visiting and, you know, we're talking guitars and he's playing guitar and she did the same thing. So I remember there was a one time when I got my, got some guitar stuff back. And I'm in here with the kids and I'm like, you know, I was doing that to help calm myself down. So I was playing guitar and one of the kids came up and started screaming at me, you know, turn that, you know, basically like their mom. And I, this was before I had the whole epiphany on this and I went off on him. I'm like, you will not in my house, you know, get in my face and tell me and talk to me like that. You know, if you don't like listening to it, you can go to your room and shut the door. I mean, I don't play for that long anyways. And uh, yeah, no, it's easy for... Guys, here's the thing. And this goes back to what I was talking about earlier about modeled behavior, right? Kids are going to model what they see. And Alex, uh, hopefully in your situation, you can find a way to break that. Maybe not, right? I mean, on the photo thing, I kind of understand it because I used to hate having my picture taken. So if they've been conditioned to it and they're also self-conscious, then that could create a problem on that. Fortunately, my kids never got really. Uh, uh, they actually liked the photo thing, so they didn't mind having their picture taken. So I guess I'm fortunate on that. But but uh, I had to knock that one down really quick. Whenever they started doing that, um, I, I and I think I mean in retrospect, I think I did it okay. I mean I probably could have done it calmer I could have had a conversation and, and did it calmer because I did it wasn't calm it was one of those things you will not do that you know so um, anyways and Volser I, I see he says it made a comment it says my ex would always say quote it's it is my time oh speaking of my time I know we're running out of time but I also went through this phase where the ex and I actually heard this from a friend of mine who was working with this guy that was trying to throw me under the bus. That was uh, him and his wife were, had befriended the ex. And his philosophy was when custody is my time, then the kids are mine and you can't have anything to do with them, which meant if there was a school function on my time, you can't go. And my ex tried to pull, tried to pull that one point. I was going to go to an awards thing or something. And he's like, that's my time. And I'm like, What? I, this is back in the day when I was still trying to communicate with her and I'm like, wait a minute. So, okay. So that means if, uh, when the kids graduate high school, if it's on my day, you can't go. Is that what we're saying? And then it was like, oh, oh, uh, uh, you know, she backed off on it. But, um, yeah, they will look at stupid things like that, you know, cause it's not about the kids. It's about, it's about them. It's about them winning about them winning. Anyways, let's see. I'm just looking through some more of the comments Man, 6:55. time has flown by and we didn't have any caller today before I, before I completely wrap up. I do want to say that, uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, Paul Calione Calione. God, I always mess his name up. He'll be in, uh, he'll be joining the show tomorrow. Uh, he's the person I did that, uh, that workbook with, uh, well, actually, that's not saying it right because it's his workbook. He basically just had me on as a, uh, as a, a whoops, wrong, wrong tab, as a guest. So is this thing that I show on the website, the Mean Workbook. So he's going to come and talk to us about behavioral patterns of of toxic people whenever they leave and and how they communicate with you. So that should be a good show tomorrow. And looking to do that for quite a while. So, so that should be fun. So keep tuned for that. Keep your eyes out, eyes open on that. And all right, let me go back down here. Let's see. Um, how do I get, Oh, how to get on the discord. Uh, the best way. Okay. So you can do that a couple of different ways. Let's see. If you go to, if you just go to the main, I'll go back over here. If You go back to uh, a I know I've just screwed her name up again. Mac Mac was asking about it. Okay. Easiest way is get the invite, go to the main. Oh, that's weird. Why did it do that? All right. Close that. Uh, you come up up here and the, this little icon at the top is the invite link. Uh, once you're in Actually, I thought you were in. I thought I added you. So once you click that the first time, it'll, you'll be prompted to create an account and it'll give you the invite. You don't have to click that to get into it. Just go to discord.com, open the app, log in, and all the servers that you've connected to will be available. And then I just have to add you in to, uh, into the groups, basically. Just direct message me and then I'll, I'll add you in. And then for if you're a channel member, excuse me, you can connect discord to YouTube and then it will automatically take your channel membership and populate it into, into discord to give you access to those areas as well. So another good reason to become a channel member and support the channel. And on that, I mean, the lowest tier on that is two bucks a month. So, you know, it's pretty low threshold for entry. I think if everybody, if, if, if everybody who joined the show did that, I would have, I would have, uh, I would have covered my battery, <laughs> which actually I think somebody did send me someone. I just saw a note on that. I have to, uh, I have to look into that. So anyways, on that, uh, let me just double check to see if there is anything else I can hit in the last little bit of time before we run out of time. Oh, okay. So yeah, Mac did join as a channel member too. So, uh, yeah, just double check and Mac, worst case, send me an email. Just, just send, you know, look on the, every description, every video has my, has my website link and, um, uh, and my email. So you can direct email me on that. So, and, yeah, SM Fernandez had asked how to connect Discord. I tell you what, on that, just GM me and I'll send you the instructions. It's pretty easy. Most people have been able to figure it out. Uh, I've actually also posted it on the community tab uh, of the of the channel. So there's instructions there as well. And on that, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me on this Tuesday. It's kind of a kind of a mellow day. And speaking of you no know, no phone calls, but just like a nice little conversation, I like that. I uh, do you want to say, since we are talking about channel members, here? Uh, I want to thank everybody who has done that. They're scrolling on the screen right now. It really helps a lot, and I appreciate it. And I will be back tomorrow with my guest, Paul, and have a great rest of your day. Take care.